Welcome to the FHE Podcast, hosted by Amy and Maddie. We are the Fruity Horny Exmos. Welcome back to the FHE Podcast, everyone. We're really excited to have some more guests on the show today. Um, That's always our favorite time when there's other people to talk on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So we um, actually, Maddie knows... A friend of our guests today. Yes, a mutual friend. And that's how we ended up connecting. Um, so we'll get more into that. But uh, we want to just welcome our guests, Abby and Emily, to the FHE podcast. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I know. It's always like, you're like, okay, now what do I do? But you, after like a little bit, you get more into the, it you get the yeah the feel no, i'd for love it. to talk so yeah. let's get it perfect going. forever <laughs> well you're in the right place so all i i mean we kind of you know met before and chatted but what i know most about you guys is that you met on your missions we did yep. technically right you weren't like super close on your mission but yeah. you knew of each other right? yeah yeah but then you guys started dating post-mission so that's awesome obviously yeah. <laughs> we, we like it we yeah. love that <laughs> but maddie and i neither of us have ever served a mission you know i don't think we're going to but um <laughs> what a you're not gonna just like break up and go serve a mission yeah yeah i'll just Dude, like you know get rebaptized. Yeah. the yeah, church could use you <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean i i know we are both really excited to hear more about this yeah. from people who have done it since we haven't so who wants to go first right um i'm abby i'm from georgia I was raised in the church. My dad is like fifth or sixth generation. I can't remember. Wow. My mom grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. um, super devout, and she converted while my dad was on his mission. Wow. Because he went to Japan, and she met him. They worked at Taco Bell together. Fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, they met in college at Auburn University in Alabama, and when he left on his mission to Japan, my mom was like dude what (laughs) like you have a happy life and you have me and you're like about to be the president of your frat like what are you doing i didn't know that part oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's so weird we're all learning things today oh no he's he's that kind of guy yeah great perfect (laughs) yep and so she was like i'm interested in this so she actually took the lessons at my dad's parents house for the two years that he was gone and most of the time she was with sisters Nice. Which is kind of special. Yeah, that's um, not super common, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, back in the 80s. Especially, especially, yeah. And I mean, so she's got a really special place in her heart for like sister missionaries. Mm-hmm. So the fact that both of her daughters served a mission was like a big deal for her. I bet, yeah. When he got back, she was like, hey, will you baptize me? And he was like, yeah, for sure. But also, I'm going to go to BYU. I'm going to date other people real quick. Um, (laughs) And then we'll see if I still want to marry you. Pleasant guy. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) So he came to BYU for a couple of months and then (laughs) went back for the holidays and was like, hey, let's get married. So, um, yeah, they got married. (laughs) They moved to Utah to finish school. Well, he finished school. My mom had already done her master's degree. Wow. So she's a speech therapist. She worked while he was at school mm-hmm. and then they moved back to the south uh because my dad wanted to work at the world of coke um <laughs> i guess the coca-cola company because he was like i can speak japanese and i got a business degree so this is going to be a party and they were like you can be a translator and he's like never mind so <laughs> great yeah, yeah he did software sales for a while and now he <laughs> works for american family insurance we moved around a little bit but we landed back in georgia been there for i don't know like 13 14 years now 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's primarily where you grew up. Mm -hmm. So in the quote unquote mission field. (laughs) Yeah. So we definitely like had this burden, felt like we needed to be perfect. Sure. I remember thinking often that because I knew so much, I wasn't allowed to mess up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And as like, you know, a really like sexually charged queer child, I was (laughs) stressed about everything. How could you um, not be? Yeah, totally. I knew I was interested in girls from like 14. Okay. I definitely like had a maybe inkling <laughs> before that. <laughs> I don't know, but it like became real when I was in high school. Because I was like, I've never had a crush like all these girls say they have. Like I used to go to class and just like pick a boy. <laughs> I'd be like, that's the one and he's the one that I'm interested in yeah, if anybody yeah, sure. ever asks. <laughs> and I wouldn't think about him. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. If you talked to me, I was like, Cool. But now you, you, and, I, you and I are buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blow my cover. <laughs> you know, truly. Yeah, but I was like, had this huge crush on my chemistry teacher in high school. Nice. And would talk to my friends about what it was all her the name? time. Mrs. Palmer. Ooh. And I took AP Chem my senior year just so I could look at her for an hour. That is, I could never. Like, I wouldn't care how much I cared about her. Like, no. Yeah, AP yeah, Chem. I would just admire her in the hall. I mean, she's a smart girl. That's she's telling you. No, I'm not a smart girl. I'm gay. <laughs> it's one or the other. Wow. Lesbian. Pick one. <laughs> yeah, either smart or gay. Yeah, yeah, for real. But I had a huge thing for my friend. I was in art classes in high school. I took AP art. Um, my How many AP classes year. did you take for women? AP girly. <laughs> so many. <laughs> oh my God. I thought that I needed to prove something. And sure. I guess it worked because I got yeah. into BYU, right? That's that amazing. Makes sense. Um, Such a blessing. Oh, I know. I'm yeah, thank so God. blessed. Thank God you're, you got that. Wow. Degree Truly, there, it, so. was, it was God. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so I had a thing for this girl and... My friends could tell. <laughs> I only, like came out to a couple of them. I think I said something along the lines of like, I have a crush on Rachel. It wasn't like I am queer, yeah, bi, yeah. gay, whatever. And I think I was trying to tell myself I was bi. And then I went to Be What You. And I was like, that's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Like I had a huge thing for this girl. She was my best friend. And... um I was like, oh, no, this is not going to go away. Um, but what if I serve a mission? <laughs> Maybe then it will go It'll away. It'll fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I loved the church. I loved Jesus and I loved God. And I, like I said, I thought I knew a lot. And I was really proud of that. Sure. I wanted to share it. I had, like, gotten into the Book of Mormon at BYU. So I was like, this is a good book. I want to talk about it. Received my mission call after I... Well, I had to lose weight to serve my mission, actually. Yeah, there that are... was a big reason why I didn't. Like, yeah. I didn't even really consider it. Yeah, there <laughs> are physical limitations, which is yeah. incredibly interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, true. I've um, never thought of that before. The sisters yeah. have to be cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right? you have to, like, weigh a certain amount or be able to walk a certain yeah. amount of They're time. They're like, you're going to have or... a heart attack on the street. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm, like, much. a healthy 19-year-old person, but I had to, I had to lose, like, 50 pounds to serve my mission. Yeah. I did wow. it in six months. Wow. Yeah, I know. Crazy. I was a crazy person. <laughs> I did it. So I was like, this is for God. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'd be on the treadmill and I'd be like, this is for God. <laughs> <laughs> like wow. listening to hymns while you're working out. <laughs> no, I was actually listening to the 1975 and feeling guilty. 
<laughs> wow, just, you know, a, a double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah, 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 Ariana Grande. I'm like Ooh, side yeah. to side and I'm like, this song is hot and I am going on a mission. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a good time. Wow. Um, but yeah, I left in October 2017 and I got assigned to labor in the Idaho, Idaho Falls mission. Mm-hmm. I opened it by myself. Because I had a feeling that because I had asthma, because I was overweight, that I was going to be in the U.S. And for some reason, that's shame. It's like a stigmatized thing. Um, And so I opened it and I wept. (laughs) Because I was like, all right, God, I get it. Idaho twice. Thank you very much. It is not (laughs) anything special. (laughs) People apologized to me once I found out that I was going to Idaho Mm. I felt a little worthless. It was like I lost all this weight to go there and eat potatoes and gain it all back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is, you know, I was very, very weird about the food I ate on my mission. Sure. Because I was like stressed about that whole mess and uncomfortable. And I just lost more weight on my mission because I like wouldn't really let myself eat, which yeah. is kind of awful. And none of your companions will ever say anything to you about it. Sure. Because either they feel like it's not their place. Or people are also fat phobic, you know, and yeah. toward myself, not others. But then, you know, people may feel the same way about me. So. Right. I view my mission with rose-colored glasses in general. It's a hard time for me to remember the hard stuff. Sure. So I tend to not. But <laughs> there are lots of things, and we can get into that in a little bit. But I think maybe Emily should take a turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's okay. catch up on your um, side, Emily. Yeah, I'm Emily. I was raised in Washington near Seattle, so very liberal area. My mom's like whole side of the family remembers, and my dad was a member growing up, but he had an affair and left my mom and left the church yeah. um, when I was like two years old. So like, I don't remember my parents together. And then like his family, like most, like two of his three siblings aren't active and his parents are like strict fucking weirdos and yeah like Nauvoo <laughs> service missionaries like mm, kind of gotcha thing. okay and so yeah my family was always mom and we're all active and we all lived with my mom me and my three siblings and then dad like every other weekend and he was not churchy like literally whatsoever um and like very atheist type I think he believes in like Thor like Norse <laughs> gods I don't know I can't yeah. tell if it's a joke or not um <laughs> It's my favorite fact. There's probably some truth there, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, very churchy, very every single Sunday. Not like FHE reading scriptures every night as a family. I think my mom couldn't, like, had to pick her battles because with four little kids, like, we were, like, four within, like, eight years. So, like, very close in age. And my sister was, like, a baby when my dad left us and everything. So, but still very church-centered in our family. My grandpa is a temple worker and a patriarch and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know I was gay until like a year and a half ago. Like, so I'm 23 and like growing up, I also like didn't really have crushes on people. Like I thought I did. I'd be like, I had a crush on a boy in fourth grade. So like that counts. (laughs) And I think I had like infatuations, you know, like a cute boy gives you attention and you're like, yeah, that's a crush, obviously. And I don't know how to speak to people. So that means I'm nervous around him, which means I like him. <laughs> and my, but like my friend group, like didn't really date either. And so it wasn't like weird. Mm. It wasn't like all my friends had boyfriends and stuff. Mm. In like 11th grade, there was like a boy that I wanted to want to like. Like he was like my brother's 
best friend's little brother and he like went to the other high school and was super cute and Mormon and blah, blah. And I was like, I don't like him, but it would be nice if I did. And I want him to like me. (laughs) And, and I don't know, that just like wasn't really a red flag and i was like well boys just don't like me because like i'm not cute so like it's not my fault that like i haven't dated it was just like not an opportunity today like she is in fact not not cute how dare you i was not cute in high school i would say you're both very cute thank you you, we are spicy (laughs) but i didn't go on a single date in high school i never like got asked to a dance or anything i did get asked to the movies by a kid a year younger than me who was extremely fucking annoying and I was like I'm busy but thank you <laughs> but then you could say a boy asked me out yeah I guess yeah um, he doesn't count yeah fair enough um and I so yeah when I graduated high school I really really wanted to go to BYU and I was devastated when I didn't get in and so I went to BYUI and I was once again devastated because I didn't know you had to pick your track so I didn't get to start until oh. December instead of September were and you so, winter spring Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, that sucks. I just like I just got a sign fall winter when I went oh. there because I lived farther away, mm-hmm. and I it was it was from 2011 to 2016. Oh yeah, yeah and I didn't go until 2018. <laughs> so maybe now it's like you get to pick. Yeah, but... you're supposed to like select like your first option. I didn't know to do that, and so I remember just Ugh. I was like, I, no, I don't even get to go to school until December, and, and yeah. I didn't get to go to school I wanted, and it's cold and blah blah blah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the worst time to yeah. be there is the winter. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I think it's better than fall spring. I don't know why the hell that's. Even yeah, that like I guess most people would just stay, but yeah, well, I don't know why. That weird. Just, why I think most people just override, just take a semester. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, fall system. Um, the track system is stupid and I don't know why it exists. Yeah. They think it's to get more kids in there. Like they don't already have a million fucking kids paying them. Yeah. X amount of money. Yeah. You know, but whatever. And yeah, I actually had a great time at BYUI. I have good experience there. It was just like this little conservative Rexburg bubble, which I felt like was really weird. And I didn't have a car. So I like didn't have mm. as many opportunities and like a lot. And like I just noticed like a lot of the boys were just like very conservative, very like Utah Mormon type. And I was like from a much more liberal like diverse place like so that was always kind of weird but I had good friends and when I was in my spring semester I went to this is more about how I decided to go on a mission not how I realized no I'm no that's I mean that ties it that it all ties in yeah this comes first so yeah whatever order you want to do it yeah oh but I like went on a couple of dates and they were all just like still never had a boyfriend I mean, I still never have had a boyfriend, which I'm grateful for now. Wow. <laughs> Not a lot of people can say that. Yeah. yeah. So In my spring semester, I went to a devotional by Elder Holland, old Jeff, yep. who at the time, like, I thought he was the shit. Like, I thought he was so great. We all um, loved Jeff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, and then he, he told the great shoot us. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, now really I love him even more. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, he, like, came to the devotional. And I remember telling people, like, how did you decide to go on a mission? They, I was like, though he didn't talk about anything about going on a mission. But for some reason, like, these things resonated with me. And they were just like, you have to go on a mission. Because I never was going to go on a mission. Like, people <laughs> would ask me. I'd be like, absolutely, 100% not. Yeah. Because, like, neither of my parents served missions. And my, my older two siblings didn't. And it, like, was, like, eating at me. And, like, I was like, okay, I guess I'll pray and ask if I should go on a mission. And I did. And got a quote-unquote confirmation right <laughs> um i mean like i don't regret serving mission but i don't think it was necessary <laughs> sure yeah i mean I, obviously it kind of worked out in this scenario yeah, it but worked out. but overall yeah it doesn't sound like it was something that you were really like wanting to do you yeah. almost you almost got like gaslit into it yeah Bamboozled. by myself <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Sure. yeah you gaslit yourself well it's like into you're told it. that anytime like something's on your mind constantly it's the yep. spirit and if it's positive of course it's of god yeah and so 
Like my mom was thrilled. My dad was actually like very mean to me about it. He told me that he was devastated and heartbroken and that I had betrayed him and all this shit. And like we had been like really close at that point. So my mom actually pulled like a mama bear moment. And like I told her that that happened and she like drove to his house like immediately and like called him out and was like, you're acting like your mother. <laughs> this is about Emily, not you. Wow. Okay. And he was that. like, oh, okay, I'll support her even though I don't like this decision. Wow. When my brother was 16, he left the church just kind of, he wasn't really ever into it. So it wasn't as big of a deal for him. And then my older sibling left the church when they were like, 20 they were very very into it like want to start a mission but they're queer and trans um and everything so and they like left byu and so that was always really hard and then while i was on my mission my little sister like started backing off too so i'd be like i'm just like nephi and like (laughs) (laughs) all my because people would be like how did you do it like how are you on a mission when like it's just you and your mom but I'm just faithful yeah 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 i opened my mission call (laughs) and i was also devastated but i opened mine in front of like 50 people and I was like crying and I'm sure people were like she's just feeling the spirit so strong and then I like had like five like mental breakdowns about it because I also was like I literally was just in fucking Idaho for like two semesters (laughs) and I was like obviously God doesn't trust me to go anywhere else and like this is is really the only thing that I can do and it was really really hard and then I also had people be like I had a friend be like I would be so pissed if I got called to serve there and I was like thanks that's really Really helpful. Oh, yeah, no, and, the and it just makes you look stupid, like yeah. non-members. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in the MTC one time, my companion and I were doing like P day, quote unquote P day. It is not the same as the MTC, but we were like <laughs> riding our families, and these guys were being reassigned because the it was like during the Black Plague, the Madagascar thing. Oh, so yeah, yeah. a lot of missionaries were being reassigned, at least temporarily, and they were like, "Please don't be Idaho. Please don't be Idaho." Like out loud, and yeah. I'm like, dude. There At least it's not like Utah. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I was gonna say, which one's worse, Utah or Idaho? Is it Idaho? I think that Idaho is more stigmatized because of that movie, The Singles Ward or whatever, where oh the kid gosh. goes to Idaho. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think I'd personally rather go to Utah. It's not as cold. Well, yeah. and also the thing about Utah is like being a missionary here. It was like being a celebrity in Idaho for sure. Mm-hmm. But I heard that like they baptize way more here. Because oh, it's yeah. so easy. But it's also like smaller mm-hmm. towns in Idaho. And like, because Idaho yeah. Falls is like the big city yeah. around there. And everything yeah, else is tiny. So being like a Salt Lake missionary probably wouldn't be that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My brother served um, his mission in Salt Lake. Okay. And he said most of it was just like um, reactivation. Yeah. And that's but what he we did, did a lot But he did too. have a lot of baptisms as yeah. well. We and, mostly had like yeah. overage youth. So like nine-year-olds who hadn't been baptized and then like part member families and stuff. Mm-hmm. And participated in teaching for a couple of re-baptisms. Yeah. yeah. Like like they were excommunicated. Yeah. Yeah, well there was one kid um who had like removed his records while he was on his mission. He like Damn, removed God. his records and left and he was like, I'm out of here. Oh my God. But he oh. also had Does been he live in diagnosed with schizophrenia. Oh. And yeah, um, that's obviously the reason. We we met him <laughs> at this like special needs housing situation. We mm-hmm. were there all the time because missionaries pray on the week. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big guys. Um, <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, we met him one time and he was like, this is a sign from God and I'm coming back. Ooh. So, wow. That was interesting. I hope he's left again. Yeah. The other people were, you know, adulterers. <laughs> so, yeah. so gotcha, love gotcha. that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so uh, after my mission, I was like, no, I'm done with Idaho. Like, I'm not going back to BYUI. Yeah. I transferred to UVU. And so I came down here and I lived in like BYU housing. And I still was like 
trying to date boys and i don't know i feel like a lot of girls are like actively trying to date because they enjoy boys sure. and i was like kind of like having to force myself and like when i went to church like i never spoke to a single soul and i like couldn't go to fhe because like i worked on monday nights and so i like was mostly on like mutual and stuff yeah and i don't know like every boy i went out with like just like drove me insane and i just <laughs> thought they were all so fucking annoying and <laughs> i guess i had like a sort of boyfriend before my mission like a situationship yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was like really sweet as well and like not annoying but just like we had nothing in common and like never spoke and <laughs> sounds yeah. real real deep yeah really spicy my older sibling really helped me like understand my sexuality a lot and i'm grateful for that because i don't think i would have really got it for a long time yeah so in like the fall of like 2021 i was just like having like meltdowns because i was like i don't know like what the problem is like i have such a hard time with dating and like it's not something i like go out of my way to do and my sibling jack was like do you think that you like maybe don't like boys and i was like <laughs> what and then i was like no yeah i think that's actually accurate <laughs> <laughs> then jack's like well do you like girls and i was like no i don't think so like i've never had a crush on a girl like i've always had like really deep like female friendships and blah 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 yeah that's, that's good i've yeah. just only ever loved women in my life <laughs> yeah but i never had like a like a physical attraction yeah. to a girl sure after like a lot of conversation we kind and like over like i don't know like seven or eight months it was kind of like well maybe you should like try like going on like dating apps and not even like swiping at anybody but just like looking at people sure and i was like okay i'll do that and but then i like i got on and i couldn't not swipe on people because i was like these girls are pretty <laughs> oh wait i skipped the part before that i realized that i had a crush on my best friend mm. and we had been friends we'd been companions and then we'd been like best best friends <laughs> oh, but in, like on the mission i honestly don't think i had a crush on her like looking back but it's a pretty sexy time yeah so i feel like you would know right no yeah. and so she like came home with me to washington for like a week last last summer and then we were just like hanging out one day and i was like fuck what am i feeling right now and then i was like is this what a crush feels like oh. I don't think i'd ever had like a legitimate crush like looking back i probably had like little crushes on girls yeah. but nothing where i like wanted to date them like i never experienced that before and i told her and like nothing changed and we were honestly still totally fine but it was really positive because i didn't know i had the capacity to like have a crush on a person and yeah, so i'm honestly huge. like really grateful for that and yeah we're still good friends and but i was like just like you've got to be gay like the things that you say blah 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 like i she's not straight in my opinion <laughs> i do that all the time she's not 100 percent like, mm, you're not straight um, <laughs> but yeah and then that was like when i went on the dating apps and stuff and i like matched with this one girl that was like really pretty and we like hit it off and we went on a date and it was so like much easier than any date i'd ever been on with a boy and yeah. just like talking to a friend and we she like she was my first kiss with a girl and it was just like really normal and natural and we sort of went out for like two weeks and then she like broke it off because it wasn't like a good emotional time for her and I was devastated. But mm -hmm. then literally two weeks later, I met Abby. That's like my gay journey. And okay. I don't know. It was or gurney. 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 You would gurney. Me and my friends. <laughs> it was very much of a like gurney. a relief to, to figure <laughs> out like why I had always not understood myself for a long time and yeah. like what the issue was. Because I don't know, in some ways it might be nice to know you're queer like when you're a teenager yeah but mm -hmm. like there's hard things about that and then like vice versa so exactly yeah yeah i feel like i haven't heard the perspective of i didn't have crushes on boys therefore i thought i couldn't have crushes just because that wasn't my experience but i think it's a totally valid one because you're raised in this society that 
especially in the Mormon church, is like very centered around men and like mm-hmm. working for men and pleasing for men and that, you know, you have those feelings to men. So yeah. it makes sense that your brain's like, okay, well, women aren't even it's not an, even option. an option. Yeah, it wasn't even, it didn't even occur to me. And it's still, I kind of have to work through like, well, does this boy think I'm cute? Like, am I like impressing them? And like, why am I thinking that? But mm-hmm. I was just like so socialized yeah. to be like obsessed with what boys thought of me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, even now it's hard to not think about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, I totally, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. I think like I just had so many hormones in my body <laughs> that I was like, this is love. Like, and it was always to a boy, but looking back, it was really to like the girl that they were dating or mm. like this girl in our mm. friend group. But, you know, you just take that as, oh, I feel these feelings in general. Yeah. Yep. They must yeah. be directed at the person. Yeah, you I'm just don't know where they're actually <laughs> pointing <laughs> to. Yeah. So I think, I mean, that's just the thing is like everyone's hormones are just so different mm-hmm. and. But I was the same way. I didn't go on any dates in high school. But believe me, I tried. (laughs) Were they all gay men ultimately? Yes. But I still wanted to. I love that. That's so fun. It was was a joke for most of my life that I only would like fall for gay men. But I just think it's great to hear the fact that like we all had such different experiences Mm -hmm. with like how we discovered feelings and I feel like I haven't heard yours as often it's not definitely not the first time I've heard where it's like I felt nothing and then suddenly girls yeah like I've heard that <laughs> before but it's not as common so yeah, I think it was it's hard just good to be like is this even real like right. I, is my experience as a queer person like yeah. even valid because mm-hmm. I was like if it's not till I'm like 21 then like there's no yeah. way it's real but yeah yeah it, it has been nice to talk to other people that mm-hmm. was our experience like a late bloomer yeah so, yeah yeah no, I relate to that because I didn't put it together for a long time so not until your ex-boyfriend told not you. until my ex-boyfriend pointed it out <laughs> to me and i was like uh yeah it's but then even then telling you that you're queer yeah yeah <laughs> but oh, even sure. then it still took me like another year or something to yeah. actually do something about it yeah, so that's fair so before you tell us more about your mission experience i was gonna ask when did you guys like okay so you went on your missions and then how long did it take you after your mission to leave oh okay like i mean i just want to ask that first and then i want to hear your experiences Right. Um, so I had been home from my mission for a little over three years Okay. when I stopped going because I had started dating girls. And then it took me another like handful of months to be willing to look stuff up so that yeah. I could stay out sure. because I still like had my foot in the door because I believed it. Mm-hmm. So I had to make sure that I was doing what was right for me. Don't want to just leave because you're gay. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, there's got to be like, there's more and I know there is and I've been afraid, but I'm just going to do it. And remind me, when did you guys go on your missions? Like what years? I was 2017 and 20. No. Yeah, it was you. I was 2019 yeah. to 2020. Okay. Yeah. October 17 to April 19. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So she went home like three months after I came out. Yes, wow. we we overlapped two just ships in the night. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> truly, we met like yeah. one time. I think your departing zone conference. Yes, when I bore my departing testimony mm. and brought everyone to tears. Wow. Naturally, wow. of course you did. As As a a I was a spiritual giant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds like God. Yeah, <laughs> but okay, cool. So yeah, three ish years. I just was like, I couldn't remember the years if we had talked about that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you're more recent in a lot of ways yeah. that you've mentioned. But. So I, well, we left it kind of, she left out after me actually. But so I let, I got home from a mission in like April or like March, 2020, like right at COVID. And then I 
started having like a faith crisis like the next spring so I stopped going to church in like July and I started dating in like August and then I was kind of like out like faith wise but I didn't know any of the history or anything sure and so and then we read the CES letter together in like January I think so that's when we were like done done but I haven't Mm -hmm. been to church in like 18 months at this point so that's pretty fresh yeah it's still really fresh it was a lot different of a transition though because I was I didn't really have to pick between like faith and sexuality because yeah. I was kind of picked for me mentally <laughs> which right. in hindsight is, was really really nice and like yeah. yeah made it easier for me wow okay yeah. okay yeah so it's I think it's just like interesting the timeline how different you know the journey you both got to mm-hmm. where you were and then you know like we said ships passing in the night yeah. and then we had like still... polar opposite experiences too. yeah yeah for real I mm-hmm. think that's really cool so Okay, yes. Now I want to talk more about your missions. <laughs> what do you think of missions? Like, I don't know. That sounds weird. But like, how, you know, obviously you how both do you said. How do you feel that you well, gave 18 months of your life to yes. something you despise? Exactly. 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 I have a pre-mission story okay. that I can tell. The summer that I submitted my papers, but this was before that happened, me and my dad, the anti-XMO, <laughs> um, we watched the... Um, Love Loud documentary. Oh, yeah. oh Have you seen that? I haven't, I haven't but I remember yeah. Yeah. seeing the trailers. It's all about like how the church like oppressing queer people, yeah. and I was still like an ally at that point, and my sibling was already out, and so I had like a major meltdown, and I was like, "How am I supposed to go on a mission and like yeah. teach these things that I don't believe?" And I talked to my stake president about it before I submitted my papers. I'm like sobbing in his office, and this man's. Is like a brainless golden retriever. Like he's very sweet, but he's absolutely useless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, um, so you should pray about it. And I literally said to him, I was like, I don't want to pray about it because I know what I'm gonna hear. <laughs> I was like, I know what answer I'm gonna get. Amazing. Wow. And so I prayed about it, blah, blah. And then I decided that it was okay and that I would go. Yeah. But then right <laughs> before I left, I had like my farewell and like the party and everything. And I was like, like a week before I was supposed to leave and my sibling sat me down and was like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to have a mental breakdown on your mission. You need to go to therapy first. The church is just like manipulating everybody and the apostles are all evil. And at the time I was like, how could you say that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. And now I'm like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I get it. Like, everybody is brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I like almost didn't go like twice. And when I was on my mission, I was like, Satan fought against me hard. Like oh, he did not want me to come, but I'm I made it. I'm one of the Lord's strongest soldiers. <laughs> wow. I'm the chosen. Yeah. True. Wow. So yeah, it was really hard for me to even get there in the first place. Sounds like it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had a really good experience in the MTC. I remember saying like in the MTC, like I'd be okay if I just went home now. Cause, like this was enough yeah you're like this was my mission <laughs> yeah I, which it, i did it i'm honestly, just like role-playing like, missionary work yeah dude <laughs> I, I wish you can't possibly understand what the mission is going to be like just no. from the mtc, oh, MTC I, is like yeah. they're fly on steroids I, yeah and you wow. just feel like you're the most powerful and important person in the world yeah you're like you're tired Yikes. but you're not it's not really stressful i yeah. guess for i mean i'm sure it is for some people but like yeah. i love my district i love my campaign i love my teachers my first transfer was really hard i immediately went out to like to salmon which is oh yeah yeah, no idaho but yeah it was like the boonies of the mission bumfuck and (laughs) And though it's in the middle of nowhere it was the coveted area yeah it's really beautiful and Mm. like 
I could, I could see that. <laughs> I don't really know why it's coveted other than it's that. It's because you're the furthest away from the mission president. So and you can so, get away with shit. And I don't even know if that's how it is. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's why they sent sisters out there. Because sisters tend to follow the rules better. I was in Idaho Falls. And I was in that area for seven and a half months. So five transfers. Damn. And I trained one sister for two weeks. And then she had tried to go out on her mission three times. And she basically was just like, I can't do this anymore. And I always say she was a bag of bones after a while because I was like dragging her around. She basically had like a mental breakdown when she went home and she like wouldn't wake up. And I like tried to get her to wake up for like two hours. And I thought she was like dead at one point. And so like that, because when she had talked to our mission president before, President Nelson, President Brent Nelson, shout out. (laughs) P. Nelly. He was like, because she told him, she's like, I can't be here anymore. Like, I'm super depressed, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, imagine, like, the things you're going to have to tell your children someday. They're going to ask you if you went on a mission, and you're going to have to tell them this. And you're going to be so ashamed of yourself, and you're going to regret this forever. And he was so awful to her, and he didn't approve her to go home. And But it took her having, like, a literal, like, psychotic break Mm -hmm. where she was, like, partially dead to let him, for him to let her go home. I can't believe that that happened, honestly. Because she originally was sent to Anchorage. Mm -hmm. She couldn't handle with, like, the... Um, darkness well yeah the the health issues but then you know it's weird dark all the time Mm -hmm. she went back to her home in utah and then they sent her out to our mission to do a two transfer and then to maybe go back to anchorage Mm. because we were like a hot spot for two transfers because we're really close to utah and um then she broke her ankle she was out in the field for three days and And then they sent her back home to heal and then brought her back out. Jesus I was like, Christ. I mean, honestly, wow. at that point, if let somebody her, says to be, you, yeah, let her go. Yeah. But then she did a full service mission. After that, she did like 18 months. Wow. I mean, so, yeah, the, the shame was like so deeply embedded. Mm-hmm. She like had to yeah. finish it. Otherwise, what would she tell her children? Yeah. I trained again and I trained for two transfers. And this sister was like the most dramatic emotional insecure person i've ever met in my entire life (laughs) um she was like 21 and had never lived away from home and so we were at dinner with one of my ward mission leaders and they loved me i was super close with their family and she was like well and their son had just come home from his mission so he's like telling stories and stuff and then she's like i have a story that i heard in the mtc and (sighs) how she's how i say this is how she said it like word for word she's like so there was this set of elders and they were just like doing their thing and hanging out and then one day the one elder's like elder my like anus like hurts like all the time and it turned out that the other elder had been drugging him and then raping him in his butthole and I don't know if that's true. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should have added a trigger warning. Yeah, true. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll <laughs> add warning. one. We'll add one. But regardless, okay. everybody's just sitting there like dead silent. And I was like, can I share a message with you guys? <laughs> oh my God. We like leave soon after that. And I'm like, sister, I'm going to, because I already knew that she was emotional. I was like, I'm going to tell you something. It's probably going to make you upset. And she was like, okay. Oh my God. I was like, already that crying. was like a wildly inappropriate story. Like that's not something we can say, blah, blah, blah. And then she proceeds to have a meltdown for literally like 30 minutes, oh. like <laughs> sobbing in the car. And stuff like she'd almost get us in car accidents because she'd be having a meltdown. And I wasn't as nice as I should have been. And I'm aware of that now. Yeah, sure. And we got in like fights and she would be, she like scream cried one time, like literally like screaming. And (laughs) just we did not get along. Me and 
the other set of sisters we lived with, her companion was in, was super, super hard as well. And so we would like walk to the mailbox together and like vent and like hide in her closet. And like the second I got home, I'd be like, let's go check the mail. <laughs> and like, so we could have like a second away from our companions. And so yeah, I was with her for three months and it was so hard. And even Damn. after she left and like she went to other areas, people would be like, how do I deal with her? Like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I don't either. Like, yeah, I you're tried. Like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And just like a little, just an interesting person. And then from there, I got transferred. So after seven and a half months, I got transferred to a new area and I was so excited. And I was still in a fucking Idaho Falls in a different area. <laughs> so I spent like 10 and a half months in Idaho Falls. And when I was in this next area, I was in, I was with a one sister Caitlin we were like really good buddies and we had been told like that we weren't like each other like we've been told separately and so we were like why why were we told that like that's so weird and then once we started teaching together we were like oh and because she would not speak like at all like we'd like role play and be like all prepped and then like right the second before we went to the lesson be like okay you're gonna say this I'm gonna say this and then we're gonna go do something fun afterwards like blah, blah blah and she would not speak and I've since found out that it's because she like didn't have a testimony and she's like left the church. But at the time that just like <laughs> couldn't rude. have occurred to me, you know, sure. I just thought she was disobedient and drove me absolutely insane. Yeah. So then we started fighting a lot, like really bad. And when we weren't doing missionary stuff, we had a grand old time. Yeah. yeah. But with the second we like had to do missionary stuff, it was really hard. We lived with another set of sisters. We had to have like companionship inventories that were like oh, led by the other sisters we lived with. We one time we were like so mad at each other we were like having to write on whiteboards because we couldn't like control like our tone and our yelling so we'd like show each other like our thing this is amazing we fought so much and had such a hard time with each other we'd constantly be like making these goals and she just had like such a hard time with like the routine and getting up in the mornings and so i just felt like i was doing everything yeah which was really hard but also i it couldn't have occurred to me why she was being like this and then that transfer oh no that when I was transferred into that area, that's when I became a sister training leader, which is like a whole other thing. And I was always so proud of myself. I've like, I've trained and I'm a STL and like, I've only been out for like eight months. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> and so that area was really hard, but like they were, I learned a lot in that area. I actually learned how to like apologize and like be a person because that was not a thing <laughs> that my family had did. Sure. Yeah. We had one family, the only, basically the only like, non-members we were teaching that we met in that area who we loved and they were super interested and they said like part of the reason they had moved to Idaho Falls was because like the mission I mean the members they had known back home in Colorado like were really great and so like they felt really good about coming to Idaho Falls and they got to a point where like because of the gay stuff they couldn't do it and like we had like a long conversation about it all and like they just were so like such good allies Mm -hmm. and I remember just coming home and just sobbing and sobbing because I just felt like everything that they did and I knew exactly what they were saying and my companion was just kind of like they're there like she did not (laughs) know what to do but that was one of those that was really the only time I experienced anything like that like I think if I'd gone somewhere more liberal or with less members like I couldn't have done it with like Mm, race stuff and queer stuff and Cause that wrecked me and that was like the only thing. And so then at the very end of my mission, so it was like the first week of the shutdowns and I was having obviously like a hard time and I had, it was like a Thursday and we'd been given permission to talk to our parents like on not P day. And I was talking to my mom about my sibling Jack and like they're being like super anti-church and just that was really hard for me. So I was already like sad about that. 
And then I went and talked to my dad. He was like, so like, how's everything going? Like, how are you doing? And I was like, I like want to go home. And I don't think that I meant it in hindsight. I'm like, cool. Yeah. And he was like, okay, then we're going to go home. And I'm going <laughs> to drive 14 hours and I'm going to get you. Aww. And at that point, it wasn't optional. Like, I was like, wait. Yeah. No, yeah, you're like, oh. <laughs> I don't actually want to go. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm coming. I'm calling your mission president. I'm telling him and I'm coming to get you. And I was actually like super pissed. And I like called all my like mission friends and I'm like sobbing to them, like telling them I'm going home. And he literally like drove through the night with my little sister wow. to come get me. So I was like four months early. So that was traumatizing. Of <laughs> and, course. Like, I knew that like tons of other missionaries were going home, but I felt like my circumstance was different because mm-hmm. my dad was kind of like making me go home. It wasn't like I was being sent home. And so like I didn't want to tell people the actual reason. I still felt like really shameful and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just it's. So weird to me, just like how much shame, like such a stigma of coming home and like for what? I don't but like I obviously know it's because, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, you're supposed to push through. You're supposed to be strong. Yeah. Christ, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But I think it's just like I think I think Jesus would want you to do what you have to do mm-hmm. to be like, yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's something that gets dropped a lot in the church in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the you need to dedicate everything that you are and everything that you have to this church. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do that, then you're wrong mm-hmm. and you're broken. And a good example of that is them taking away that time of your life. And then you mm-hmm. being like, I can't because I just literally physically can't. And they're like, well. And I guess you're not consecrated. Yeah. You're not a good missionary. God. Yeah. So Abby says, like, I look at my mission with, like, rose-colored glasses. Like, it was all a great time. And I can't. So, like, I mean, I did have a good time. And I had campaigns that I really liked. But over, like, eight months of my mission, I had really hard campaigns and or really hard areas. I was, like, so exhausted physically and mentally, like, 100% of the time. And if I did take breaks, I felt like shit. And if I didn't take breaks, I felt like shit. I would be like, I mean, I have to be a good example. I'm either a trainer or an STL or both. I don't know. I just was like pushed so, so, so hard. And because I wanted to be like exactly obedient when I wasn't, it just, it was really, really, really hard. Because P-Day is like 6 a.m. to like 6 p.m. Like you don't even have a full day. Yeah, wow. And I'd look back like while I was still a mission, I'd be like, I was such an apostate. Like we'd we'd say apo for like if you were like being disobedient. <laughs> stuff that sense. now I'm like was saving my mental health. Yeah. Like it was self-care. On a payday, I watched the best two years with my companion, which technically was not okay because we were watching a like mm-hmm. not church made movie. Right. And like me and some elders and my companion were like buddies and we had like a group chat where we would just like talk and technically like that wasn't okay Mm -hmm. and one of my companions we'd like go take naps in like the mother's room at the church and just like (laughs) everything that's like the tiniest bit of like self-care like wasn't okay yeah i just remember like having like meltdowns talking to like other stls because when you're the stl it's not like you really have anybody you can talk to yeah because like most of my mission i had young younger companions than me and so I'd like either talk to president or I'd talk to other STLs and they weren't really around. It was like at the leadership meeting that I could do that. Mm-hmm. And like my family didn't get it. Even my mom didn't get it because she didn't serve a mission. I wish I had done more things to like take care of myself like or or been OK with it, like mm-hmm. leaving a little bit later or taking a little bit longer at meals or like taking sick days. Like, I don't know, my first area, like I came in from the MTC and I was super sick and like I couldn't even like. Asked my companion to like let us stay in because like I 
didn't think that was a thing. Like, I didn't even think you were allowed to do that. Obviously, just the impression of a mission would be no self-care. And it's again, it's like <laughs> the two things you could do for your mental health, self, self-care or or just like taking yourself out of a situation that's making your mental health worse. We're just like, you can't. it was, yeah, it was just so steeped in shame. And yeah. there's so much criticism for why they were doing that, even though as emotionally intelligent adults, we know that those things are necessary mm-hmm. for the long run. But it's, I mean, it's just another tactic to keep you in. And Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's why a lot of people have food issues on their mission, because oh, it's yeah. one of the like fewer things that you can control. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And totally. so people are like, I'm not going to eat because I need to be like skinny or whatever or people this time to work right yeah or then people will like eat a lot Mm -hmm. and be like this is the only vice i have right you know well and my biggest thing with like missionaries going out is like of course i don't want them going and teaching about the church but there are ways to do it that don't like wreck everyone's mental health Mm -hmm. agreed yeah because like almost every single one of my companions was on like antidepressants and they'd started them on their missions for the most part like everybody's mental health like falls apart yeah. I mean, I always say this, that like missions exacerbate issues. People find out oh, that yeah. they're allergic to things or that they have mental health issues or physical health issues. Like what happens is your body is like taking care of those things. Yeah. You know, like say I had a companion who didn't realize she was gluten free until the mission. Her body took care of that for her. But then when you get to the mission, you're working overtime to like work all the time and to do all of the right things and to be this person that you're not. And then your body's like, well, I don't have any energy left over to take care of this thing that I have been taking care of. So you can, and that, I, I can't yeah. do that anymore. Gone. Yeah. And that happens to pretty much everybody in yeah. some way or another. Yeah. So. Just uh, <laughs> sounds traumatic. Yeah, sounds like a oh. great time, but yeah, dude. <laughs> let's hear more about your experience then Abby. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I was thinking um, when Em said something about her stake president that like, So I knew that I was queer. I was trying to convince myself that I was bi, but I was pretty sure I was gay because the only crushes I've ever had were on women. You know, I was so worried about, like, the weight loss and also, like, had been through all of my bishops for masturbation for, like, my entire, like, Mm -hmm. teenagehood. And so those were, like, the things that I would talk about when I would meet with these, like, bishops and stake presidents and stuff as I'm, like, putting in my paperwork. So I dodged any kind of like question about my sexuality. I feel a little lucky about that, honestly, because I don't know if I would have been able to lie. Because like at this point now, they definitely ask kids. And I don't know God. if I, I don't know if I would have gone if I'd been like, well, meh, prob- mm-hmm. probably gay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, just like keep it vague. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I didn't ever have to say anything to anybody about it. Um, I think that's kind of interesting. But it was always there. My first area when I got to the mission my companion was very mean. <laughs> she did not like me and I did not like her. And we had a rough time. When I first got there, like one of the first nights, we went to go see this lesbian couple who had like, they had grown up in the church. I think I was the first missionary who was ever honest with them because they had been going to see these girls like once a week, every wow. week for who knows how long. God. Well, and the sister who was there before me was pretty hot. I think maybe they liked her. <laughs> They're like, you can come back. It's yeah, fine. we like you. Yeah. <laughs> when we went back, like the next week, they were like, after what Sister Latham said, like, we think we don't really need you guys to come anymore, you know, because it sounds to us like, yeah, it would be fine to be your friends, but we can't ever like be what you're wanting us to be. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to work out. Right. My companion was so mad at me. She was like, this is your fault. And I was like, uh. 
I told them to read that book by Tom Christofferson and I told them what the church actually believes. Like, what do you want from me? You know, Mm -hmm. like I was trying to be honest. And I also like, I just felt so strongly with them that like first night that we were talking and I wanted so badly to be like, I feel the same way that you guys do, but like, I'm still here and I'm still making it work. But I could not say that. Mm -hmm. I'd been out for like a couple of days. I was like, I can't. I can't do that because I'm going to ruin my mission because this girl doesn't like me. She's going to tell my mission president they're going to send me home. Yeah. Right. So I couldn't even like connect with them on that level. Uh, There were a couple of, there was like, I think three lesbian couples in that area. They were like marked in the area book. Right. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. You missionaries keep track of everyone that they meet Mm -hmm. everywhere. People do not contact like a red dot on the map because Mm -hmm. like they've like threatened to like call the cops and stuff. Yeah. Um, Truly, God, yeah. yeah. When I got to my mission, it was all paper, um, and then we transferred over to digital while I was there. You got a phone on your mission. Yeah, got a phone on my mission, and so then we would like spend hours just like going through the book and like updating, like putting stuff in. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is when there's like it's on a server that maybe people could hack. Stuff you can put in is different than what people would put in the books before, right? Mm -hmm. So there would be stuff like we performed a like seance kind of thing in this house because there were these demons and like this person is having sex with this person and like but you're saying like non-missionaries would like hack your area book i guess i don't really know how technology works <laughs> so i don't know who would like but it wasn't hack like, area book, but, like i've never heard of that before uh, yeah so when we when we transferred over the area book stuff like they were very specific about what we were allowed to put in and what we weren't yeah um they were like videos that they had us watch it was like you can say that someone like is um, from Japan, but you can't say that someone is of Japanese descent. Like you couldn't like say like specific mm. like things Weird. about like them as a person. That's like maybe a little too personal. But like area books were full of that shit. Like it was so violating like Mm. so much information about these people that we had never met and it was so weird sometimes to have to like go to these places and pretend like you have no idea what this person like who this person Mm -hmm. is but you know their name you know their history with missionaries you know all of the like quote-unquote sins that they've done like it's nuts Hmm. that's 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 crazy like i don't know it's just i know obviously that the church has eyes everywhere Mm -hmm. truly um but like i guess you don't realize i don't know it's just like why why do you guys have to track that like Mm -hmm. that like why did that have to be the thing because it's not just during like you know the time that missionaries are contacting them it's forever like Mm -hmm. the church just like has this database of information of people that have never and will never be associated with the church and for what because they want information yeah They, they make us do the numbers because they want the numbers it's not about the numbers yeah they tell us all the time so every week you turn in like your numbers and so it was like numbers for how many people were at church numbers for me new people you taught baptisms and no oh, on date for baptism yeah that was the other one <laughs> and yeah. i would oh the elders in my mission hated me because <laughs> i would fight with them right i was like you say that this is about people but we are talking about numbers we are fasting for numbers like you're telling me these things and i don't believe you and like i would like fight with these guys at, at <laughs> all of the meetings that we would have you know once a week we did district council and i I was mean to them. I don't <laughs> I don't think that any elders uh, would have been surprised that I'm a lesbian. <laughs> they were like, she's mean. <laughs> yeah. She does not like us. Um, 
This is really quick, sorry, to interject. I can't remember if we told you, but I just removed my records like a couple weeks ago. Congratulations. And thank you. And we got back from shopping and doing errands on, yeah, on Wednesday. And um, there were two sister missionaries talking to our neighbor across the the way and we had to make multiple trips to our car so we were just like ding, ding. we like held hands <laughs> and stuff so they probably saw but um they came to our door first but we have that camera and they waited for so long they like rang the doorbell and like waited and just like stood there and then they like knocked and, and oh, waited. Yeah. Yeah. you're told to like it's like yeah. knock once for you knock mm-hmm. once for your companion knock once for the holy ghost and people will like wait Stop. and wait and wait and yeah, wait yeah, they were there for a long time and then they talked to our neighbor yeah, but we were like, I just removed my records. Like I haven't ever had that experience with missionaries coming to my door, and that happened to me too. And I removed my records the day that I signed the okay. paperwork. They showed up, and that's what mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering because we both just removed our records too, and I had never ever been reached out to by my um, apartment complex that had my records, and she got reached out to like the same time. And so I wonder if it's like they get like flagged, like a last yeah. resort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, you know, some, there's on movement. Time. Okay, I'm glad that you guys say that, too, mm-hmm. because oh it was, it's, like, a weird... It's spooky. It is very spooky, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, we are in Utah, mm-hmm. so I think maybe, like, that, the, the likelihood might be higher, but it is, yeah. Well, I'm going to get into the spicy. Yeah, <laughs> spicy. So, my second companion, my first companion left after the first transfer. She was at the end of her mission. So, my second companion, we, like, hit it off pretty quickly. I don't know what it was about me that made her think... That we needed to have a physical relationship. <laughs> yeah, this, I'm, I have no idea. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, doesn't look like a homo. Maybe I give off vibes. Um, Definitely. But it was like in the beginning, she was like, I'm not a hugger. And I was like, cool, I'm not really a hugger either. Then we would be planning in the morning and she would like lay her head on my lap while we were planning and just normal you know companion things whatever and then she started after a little bit she was like hey like every night i'm gonna hug you before we go to bed because like i'm working on being more comfortable with like hugging people because like when you're a sister missionary moms love to hug you Mm -hmm. we're in idaho we meet mormon moms every two seconds Mm -hmm. and so lots of people want to hug you and she told you she was gonna hug you. She didn't ask if that was okay. I don't really remember the details of mm. that. Were you really worried about the details of that at the time? I was like, whatever, sure you can hug me. And you're like, well, sure, our bodies can be close. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, sure. And then like we became kind of close because I think y- you need a lifeline. Yeah, she had been with like hard companions that didn't like her. She didn't like them. She was kind of hard to talk to. She was mm-hmm. a little weird, not not incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to be as kind as possible, right? And I think that I had been, I was the kindest companion she'd ever had, right? It sounds like it. Yeah. And so she really, really latched on to me. And because I was a baby and I didn't know what I was doing, she was able to, you know, kind of tell me what she thought we should do and what we shouldn't do. And nice. I turned into a little bit of a lax missionary, kind of from my whole mission. I wasn't disobedient, but I was very... In the, like, if you're having a hard day, it is okay to take a break. The way I wish I would have been. Yeah. 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 Like, if you are tired, like, beyond belief, taking a nap is appropriate. Mm -hmm. Like, if you feel like you want to spend an hour and a half at dinner, that's okay. Yeah. I I became chill because of her. And so I'm thankful for that, you know, that she was... She was a little more chill. She was like, well, if I'm in charge here, like, I'm just going to have a little bit more of a chill time. <laughs> so I don't really know how we got to this point, but <laughs> we were reading a page of, what's that stupid Talmadge book? 
the, the living that, Christ. The, the living Christ is that what it's called? I don't remember, but anyway, it is ugh, fucking long as hell. It is just like he is saying it's the same same things over and over and over again of course, yeah. in like fancy flowery language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, like I said, she wasn't incredibly like smart, and so we would read a page every night, and at the end, she would be like, "Okay, I didn't understand what was happening," and I'll be like, "Well." So, you know, last night I told you he was talking about how you feel the Holy Ghost. Tonight he was also talking about feeling the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh <my laughs> like, it was so sprawling, yeah. like ridiculous. <laughs> but we got to this point where like we would, we were like cuddle when we read. And I was like, I'm okay with cuddling with a girl. This seems fun to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then at one point, like we had been cuddling, like laying down for a long time. And like, I was like. I'm feeling the tingles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lady boner. I was like, what is happening right now? I think that was like the last time we cuddled because I was like, this is weird. Like, I am I feel like I'm taking advantage of this girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what's happening, but I don't I don't like this and I'm going to leave this alone. Like, we're not going to, I'm not going to touch her anymore. And at one point I had told her, like, maybe we should stop hugging before bed. Like, I feel like you're, you're comfortable with it now. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And she mm-hmm. was like, what? Why? Like, why don't you want this anymore? And then like. Oh, my God. She started to kind of like annoy me a little bit, and we started to have like little fights here and there. And because you guys broke up, basically, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, you we cut did. off the love. Wow, your little yeah. mission girlfriend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, lifeline. It's like mm-hmm. this is the only friend you have. Yeah, spend twenty four seven with him. You oh, get close, yeah. and you well, know. You... I, but then when I got transferred, she was like devastated, and I was sad too. I was like, she's my friend. We were having mm-hmm. a good time, and we uh, like broke the rules. We would send each other like we had a Google Doc that we would write on. Yeah, and then like read it like whenever we had like Wi Fi or whatever, which is like so contraband. But here's the thing: like when you live with someone twenty four seven, and then you're immediately ripped away from them, mm-hmm. it's a traumatic experience. Yeah, God. like we still just wanted to talk to each other. You know, she sent me letters in my new area that were a little weird. Listen, writing shit down of like to send to someone that's pretty gay. It is it is very gay. What's the one, one that what she compared you guys to? Oh, one of them she compared us to Romeo and Juliet. Oh. <laughs> she talked about how oh my God. we wanted to be together but couldn't. And I was like star-crossed lovers. Yikes. Yeah. This girl might have a thing for me and my, that made me like that. so uncomfortable. Mm, yeah oh i forgot to mention that there were like times when we would like hold hands under the table at like meetings she would like grab my hand and it wasn't until she sent you letters that you thought maybe she likes me listen i I know (laughs) there's too many there's too much there and i've been the same way i I know i'm so gay i i think i was trying to block it out you know like i didn't want this to be a thing and i didn't like i wasn't attracted to her i didn't like her yeah but she was a girl who was interested in me and i guess i was kind of like close enough whatever but yeah it was weird it wasn't it wasn't great um so then i kind of just like stopped talking to her when she left she went home uh pretty soon after that uh because she was hard to talk to i was like i don't know i don't know what to say to you she would like send me boxes sometimes full of like random stuff and her family she was like my family loves you like they these are things are from them like it was truly strange um yeah she had a she had a hard crush on you she (laughs) sure did um and i wonder (laughs) to this day if she knows i think that there's a possibility like in that in that area we had lived in we were living in the basement of this older lady and her granddaughter would come and do her laundry at the house often and we became really good friends with her she was friends with the sisters pretty often and she i think that she was probably queer too because she was way too interested interested in me. Mm-hmm. Oh, but side note, she's married to her stepbrother. Yes. 
Yeah, she is. Not a lie. I also lived with this old lady, like, later. Yeah. And one time she was like, I, like, knew her last name. And then she was like, yeah, and then my granddaughter's last name. And I, no, no, no. She said, like, her daughter's last name and then, like, her granddaughter's last name. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I know she's married. Like, how should she? So she's like, oh, yeah, she married her stepbrother. And I was like, and she, like, said it like it wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck, Sister King? She, like, <laughs> just really quick, did she grow up with her stepbrother? No. no they were like still, okay. teenagers, like yeah. 16 ish is when their parents still, got married. Still. Kind of still hormones are there. Also, oh, that mm-hmm. same time, her, like, mom and stepdad would like would like lived at the house which i hated and he he would like walk around like just his garments and like it was very uncomfy yeah Yeah, i hated living there yeah you and clint had a different relationship than i did because like clint when he no but like when he would come to (laughs) visit he would like play his guitar and like he and i would like sing and i was like this is the best thing that's happened to me this week are nicer people than i am well maybe that's true he lived there yeah see we didn't have to live with him yeah yeah and also i feel like there's probably a reason he walked around in garments around you, and I, I can't imagine anyone on your mission met you and thought this bitch is straight. But yeah, you know, I look so straight. one you of the were... kids at work today told me that he he was like, I thought you were straight as a stick, and I'm like, I'm wearing a backward hat, mismatched Vans, you that a, couple a times man's recently. shirt. I was like, Yeah, how do dare I you? really look straight no. to you? No. Like, what the hell? No. I'm not surprised when people tell me I look straight. I'm like, I know, it's not yeah. my fault. I know, it's like <laughs> can't do anything passing. about it. Yeah, it's just <laughs> how it is. It's cre- that's kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah I it, and I creepy. like complained about it because like, if you have like a man who lives in your house that like you're uncomfortable yeah. with, and like his wife like worked and he like I don't know if he worked from home or if he was unemployed, so it was like he'd be home like all the time when we were there, and it was really uncomfortable. And that's yeah. like technically against the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's anyway. Wow. Okay. But we had a really close relationship with her. She told me lots of stuff about how bad her marriage was, and, and we did not have a relationship with her. It's funny that she yeah. hung out with like. You guys, but not me and my companions. It was because of the gay Because the gay, I was going to say, yeah, if the gay there's gay vibes, vibes you feel yeah. comfortable. Yeah. But my last night in the area, this is also against the rules, but we pushed our two mattresses together and she stayed the night with us. So all three of us like slept on Which this mattress bizarre. together. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. A yeah. member who like didn't live in the house. Like, that's mm-hmm. just. Yeah. And I slept wow. in the middle and they like were on either side of me. Like, me like, and my oh bitches. my god! Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm Damn. such a gay god. <laughs> yeah, that's Icon. amazing. Uh, truly. <laughs> did you all I cuddle? Come. Yes, we did. Like Spicy. all night long. Of course you did. Super weird. You're like don't masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were like, um, going home tomorrow. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she would come and visit me when I was in Rexburg, because um, I started my mission in Ammon, uh, and then I went up to Rexburg. And she would come visit me and bring me stuff like letters from this girl. And at one point she said something along the lines of like, she like wants to tell you like about this thing, but she's worried that it's going to ruin your friendship. Mm. And so I do think that she probably figured out that Mm -hmm. she had a crush on me, honestly. But I don't think that she knew how to approach that or like what to even do. So after a while that just like kind of fizzled out. It wasn't a problem anymore. Yeah. Toward the very end of my mission. Um, this is where your friend comes in, actually. Oh, nice. Um, and sleeve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so she came into the mission after I'd been there for like two transfers. And when I first met her, my my thought was, this little girl has big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Yeah. She sure does. And she was like talking to me about how she like wanted to have pink hair and how she'd had a hedgehog. Yes. And like she was just like cool and cute and fun. And mm-hmm. I was like, you're cool. And we kind of bonded. Um, we were in the same zone would see each other's own activities really quickly just kind of thought each other were pretty cool but then i got transferred away spent like none of my mission around her um that's honestly what happens yeah truly yeah you're like naturally truly but then in my last area she was in my district 
And we were flirty as hell with each other. Like, I don't really know where it came from or why, but like somehow we were like flirting. And like <laughs> she had said something to me. We were at a zone conference and she was like, oh, Sister Latham, if you were a boy, I would marry you. And my gay heart, like, oh God, so gay. exploded. <laughs> I was like, ah! Um, and then um, she found out that I liked Dodie. Um, yeah, uh, and it's <laughs> a pretty gay indicator. Yeah, yeah. sure yeah. is. That's the key. And rather than a key indicator of whether someone will join the church, is a key indicator of if you are gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we actually ended up having our parents like buy tickets to the Doty concert because we were both going to be home, like in Salt Lake, when Doty came in 2019. Yeah, um, kind of fun. It was a great concert. Oh, it I was, was there too. It was. Uh, it was a lovely concert, and I got pretty close physically densely i was like are we <laughs> um yeah we like kind of came out to each other just like basically mm-hmm. we're like we're gay <laughs> she's bi Aww. but um yeah i was like yes i am gay but when she like pegged me i kind of was like how dare you mm-hmm. i was like i'm wearing my straight people disguise <laughs> yeah like no i'm not putting on makeup and yeah. no i don't care about my like hair yeah Maybe that's a dead giveaway i don't know i'm like <laughs> i'm wearing a dress and a name tag and i'm talking about jesus like how dare you i like <laughs> that's amazing i know my straight people disguise my straight people disguise and then she like convinced me to tell the mission president that i was gay um in my departing interview to see what would happen and i was like good idea <laughs> I mean, it's the end of your mission. Yeah, right? so not even send me home. What do you, ha- what do you have yeah. to lose? Yeah, no, yeah. truly. Um, so in my departing interview, he brought up like the marriage thing. And of course. <laughs> I was like, President, I have same-sex attraction. He was probably the fourth or fifth person I had ever said anything to. Wow. In my life about it. And he said to me, dress pretty and marry a man. And That's it. That's it. Great. That was that was all he had for me. And you know what? It could have been worse. It could have totally been worse. But you guys had other shitty experiences. Oh yeah. He was an asshole to me. Because I didn't suck up to him. Mm -hmm. Right? Like I said that earlier. I was not willing to not be me. And I was not willing to pretend like I wanted to do what he wanted. So I was trying to get some like I was having an interview with him. I was trying to get tips on like how to plan better. I was trying to be a good missionary. Yeah. And he was like, Sister Latham, um, do you have any sins that you have not repented for like and that's why you were having a hard time planning i guess i don't really know where that came from but like i started to weep Mm -hmm. because i was like you don't even understand like i had been out on my mission for like two months whatever i was like i have worked so hard to get here i lost so much weight like i went through every bishop i ever knew like talking about masturbation like i I worked to be here and I followed the rules and I did the repenting and here I am and you're trying to tell me that I didn't repent of my sins and then he was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you fucking kept me sorry, dude. Yeah, 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 was, yeah fuck off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, never mind. <laughs> but but yeah. the thing about when you told President you didn't think he liked you. Yeah, so I knew he didn't like me because he didn't approach me. He didn't say nice things to me. Yeah. He didn't like quote unquote promote me, right? There are like opportunities for leadership, um, being a trainer or being a sister training leader. And I had been on my mission for a long time. I worked really hard. Other people liked me and knew that I was a hardworking missionary. And for some reason, I never got a Weird. quote unquote promotion, mm-hmm. right? And like I wasn't having issues with my mental health as far as I like knew at the time. Sure. Right. I was like I don't know what's going on, like, mm-hmm. why he didn't like me. But it was very clear that, like, the pretty people who were white 
and outgoing. He picked favorites. Like, hardcore was very, very clear. He were his favorites. And I was one of his favorites. And one time I called him up. We were having an interview. And I was like, you don't like me. And he was like, oh, Sister Lethem, how dare you? And I was like, I, I mean, what do you mean? Like, I, you have favorites and it's very obvious. And he was like, no, I love all of you the same. You're like my children. Ew. And, no, we're not. And then, you know, I, and then I said that, like, same old, like, shit. I, my Nana says this to my sister, which is awful. But I was like, you can love someone and not like them. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know that you love me. Like, I can feel that. That's fine. You don't like me. <laughs> and he was like, you just don't understand. <laughs> and he, like, tried to teach me about patience in like the stupidest ways he would like tell me these stories that like made no sense the quickest way for me to lose my patience is someone <laughs> trying to tell me how to be patient yeah. yeah yeah god i hate that he was just a dickwad really didn't like him i don't think that anybody did when they got the new mission president everybody was like so there were better. some of the sisters and elders in the mission that i like thought were like the worst were the ones who liked him the most yeah so well, that, that says something out. yeah that says anything you need to yeah, know yeah it was just interesting though like when president and sister hurley came in like so 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 many people became district leaders and stls and trainers like people that like weren't like popular in the mission just because he actually gave people opportunities god but we got sidetracked talking about p nelly um p. Nelly. yeah so ensley and i like had this thing i would write her on mondays and i was like she's bi and she thinks i'm cute you know, <laughs> like we had had some like really intense hugs and like we liked the same music. We both loved, you know, like Dodie and Ingrid Michelson and Sarah Browes and all of that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she okay. told me, <laughs> I know, but she was like, you should listen to the paper kites. And I did. And yes. I was like, ah, this has changed my life. Um, <laughs> oh, and, you know, like we we would write to each other. I would tell her about like what it was like to not be a missionary anymore. And she would talk to me about things on the mission. And when she came home to Riverton. I was back at BYU. I would like find ways to visit her. We would like spend, we would see each other every couple of weeks and I would always try to look like spicy. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to wear my flannel Your and best my backwards, backwards hat. hat. You know, like I was like, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. I'm pulling out all the stuff. Yeah. I was trying to look like a little bit more of like a mask lesbian vibe. I like, I mean, that's always kind of how I've dressed my whole life. Mm-hmm. We even like hang out and I totally thought that there was going to be something. But at the time, like I was definitely like into the church and I thought she was like way more in it than I was. Turns out not so much, but I was like, she is into this and I like can't like ruin this for her, even mm-hmm. though like I wanted it so bad. And we like stayed friends. We texted each other pretty regularly send each other stuff on Instagram, would see each other every once in a while. And I had been home from my mission maybe like a year and a half, closer to two years. One night she she had been in Provo for a wedding and she came to my apartment and we got in her car and we like parked in a parking lot and we just talked for hours. And at the end of it, I was like, should we kiss? (laughs) And she was like, I want to, but no. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Cool. So that didn't happen. And you know what? I'm glad it didn't because that might have made things a little weird. I mean, we're like really good friends now. But as soon as I got a car, I would drive up to Logan. I would drive two hours to see her like every couple of weeks. Wow. Because gay stamina. I mean, come on. Like I was going up there. We would talk and watch shows and share music and just like be so tight and fun. And like she was instrumental in helping me kind of like move out of it. Because, like, when I did start dating girls, I would call her up 
and be like, this is what happened. Because <laughs> uh, I was so excited. I started dating girls the summer before my senior year at BYU. And I was like, dude, this is real life. Like, I am finally living my real life. And Emily got put into a group chat with me and Ensley mm-hmm. <laughs> and another a couple other queer kids from the mission kind of found each other. The Idahomos, oh, if you will. Yeah, Idahomos. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. There's an Instagram chat that we kind of created so we could send each other memes and Ensley added Emily. She had just ended things with that girl that she had a thing with. Mm-hmm. I had just ended things with a girl that I kind of had a thing with that summer. We say um, this like we both chose this. We both were like dumped. No, yeah. We were we were both dumped. <laughs> we were both things sad. Were, things ended. Yeah. Things things sure did end. And um number one, I wanted to commiserate. I was like, I think that we could connect and that we could maybe help each other. But I was also like, she is very cute. And I would like this to be a date. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I had no idea it was a date. Mm-hmm. Like I just thought we were hanging out. And yeah. we had like <laughs> planned something for like a saturday and then i was like dude i'm just like not feeling it like i'm still like big sad and she like comes over and like leaves like candy at my door and was like text me she's like i hope you feel better and i was like who is this bitch like i don't even know who you are like i thought it was cute but i was just like because i probably wouldn't have rescheduled like if something like that didn't happen and then yeah Yeah. we hung out on like a tuesday and we got dinner and we had like a six hour long date and like made out and <laughs> we've been together for a year and four months. Oh. Something like that. Once we hit a year, um, I was like, I don't know anymore. Yeah. yeah. Over a year. <laughs> months don't know anymore. So what like so when did you guys meet? Like what September month? last year. Okay. We met literally In July, July last year. So cute. So it was just really line. close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cute. cute. So, I mean, like in between being a BYU student, coming home from my mission, being like so indoctrinated, believing mm. all of these things, I spent a lot of years being passively suicidal. I teetered around with the idea of mixed orientation marriage, but then I was like, you know what? It's not fair to like not love the person that I'm with and for them to maybe like love me, but me not able to reciprocate yeah like that's just not fair to either of us and i was like all right well i guess i'll just be like the cool lesbian lady in the ward who's just like <laughs> single and like makes it work but i am made to be a girlfriend it just wouldn't have worked for me to be single yeah. it, it wouldn't have so i spent lots of years like trying to manage like what that would look like and where that would go i wanted to stay in utah after i graduated because i was like i want to date mormon girls and like see how that goes i realized that i didn't really need the church as much anymore um, so then my senior year was really hard because I was dating Emily all through it. And <laughs> I also was like not going to church anymore. Yeah. That was hard. It's, we lived together in BYU housing. We did. For like four months. That's amazing. <sighs> yes. And it wasn't as hard <laughs> as we expected until like the very end. But yeah. I ended up being good. <laughs> I was also just thinking about the like other thing that really kind of pushed me over the edge and like out the door was the musket talk. Yeah. That was my final straw as well. Yeah. I um one of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean I was still like believing at that time, but I definitely was like that's not okay. And I had so many people try to defend it to me mm-hmm. because yeah, I did think that he was like on my side. I did think that he was safe and that he was like a mouthpiece for God. And then he said that and I was like that man has degrees in how to talk. He's yeah. intentional with his language mm-hmm. and he knows what he did. Mm-hmm. Right. And he has not apologized still to this day and he doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. And sorry. a person connected to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints just killed five queer people and yeah. injured 18 others mm-hmm. and still no apology. And that's not okay. If you claim to represent God, 
and his like perfect son who's the savior of the world and you can't apologize for being connected to such a terrifying event just thinking about that talk and then seeing like all of it coming out that the that the shooter was a member doesn't matter if he was active or not he still grew up with you know the same shit that we grew up with and i saw things where his dad even like encouraged violence oh that his dad was like i thought he was gay i thought he was gay yeah like thank god he's not a like conservative republican yeah and it's like but he killed people yeah yeah, that's what you're more concerned about yeah Yeah. you're like just phew he's not gay you know like but it's fine that that, he killed people yeah because because they're gay the church hasn't said anything like they know when things piss off members because that's when membership declines even more Mm -hmm. and so it's like they know that that affected so many people you can literally just look at the numbers going back to the numbers to see like okay this upset people but we're not going to do anything about it and then especially now with this too i bet Mm -hmm. it'll be the same thing but then like maybe in conference they'll say something like and even though we don't condone gay marriage like we still love all of our members yeah yeah Yeah. it's just all bullshit and we shed a single Mm -hmm. tear for our gay members collectively all 15 of us together put our hands together and shed a tear yeah i was i was gonna bring up holland's talking conference i didn't like listen to any of it but there's um an instagram account that will like do little things i don't know if you guys follow them outer dankness um (laughs) but um but yeah holland was like we weep for you we cry for you and i'm like fuck off no you don't you literally don't yeah yeah and i mean he basically just doubled down Mm -hmm. yeah they they just say the same things over and over and over again they may they might say him with more flowery language yeah if you're not paying enough attention you won't know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly and the recent statement about how they are in support of the Respect for Marriage Act. But if I'm you so look confused about all that. If you yeah, look at the language, <laughs> it's very specific. Yeah, Again, it's very like specific. I like broke it down on my Instagram story and caused some drama. But yeah. yeah. Um yeah, if you look at the language, it's like, oh yeah, we are so glad for the Respect for Marriage Act because we can still have our religious freedom and the rights of gay people can be you know this yeah. will this will help like our gay members a little yeah but really it's because but of the really we can freedom. yeah we can keep uh, discriminating yeah is basically what it is it's just because it yeah. was lumped together that they wanted to say something yeah and it. but of, i'm sure they didn't support it until they added the religious freedom part yeah, yeah. just always, it's all bullshit yeah <laughs> protecting themselves covering their asses yeah well, it's like, just smoke and mirrors yep my experience as a missionary would have been very different if i had been more like abby but yeah. when i was more lax i was super fucking stressed about it yeah so if yeah, I was less neurotic, guilt. maybe. <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't let that make me feel guilty. Well, I think that's a healthy mindset to have when you're in the situation you were in. So that's good that <laughs> yeah. you felt that way. <laughs> I think it's it's just really interesting, I think, on our part to hear more about missions and especially mm-hmm. given you guys had different experiences in a lot of ways in the, and same, mission. In the same mission, you know, yeah. really goes to show things are not the same for everyone mm-hmm. and it no. affects people so differently. But the church doesn't treat it like that. It treats it like this One experience. Size all. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to just be the same for everyone and it's yeah. not it's always so. supposed to be great and yeah whatever well overall yeah. would you recommend i would not not do it i would not go back and take it away mm-hmm. it is part of my life and part of my story and i'm glad i did it sure i would not recommend but i would not recommend yeah i don't think that i would ever try to tell someone that they shouldn't do it yeah. but if someone was asking me coming from this perspective i don't know if i can do this mm-hmm. should i 
I would definitely err on the side of yeah. don't. No, yeah. I think yeah. people deserve the right to like know more of what they're getting into. The, yeah, the and, informed consent. Yeah, absolutely. And if like the rules were different, and if the church actually took care of its missionaries mm-hmm. and stuff, like yes, they'd still be going out like and trying to indoctrinate people and being fucking annoying, but like <laughs> it wouldn't have to be so traumatizing. Yeah, like a lot of churches go on like religious missions mm-hmm. but they also like have fun and live their lives and like don't go insane yeah. and like have trauma afterwards yeah. you can serve yeah. and not indoctrinate yeah or going over and being <laughs> like a purpose. white jesus everywhere yeah 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 and just white like savior. your mental health going to shit because you can't yeah. talk to your family i know it's like a little bit different now because it is that it's a little bit more accessible which yeah. is good but yeah I like you can't talk to your that. family or away mm-hmm. from your family for, for probably the first time yeah. You don't have these life skills like cooking or shopping mm-hmm. or, you know, talking to people. So mending yeah. clothes. Our kids at exactly. work will be like, I haven't seen my mom in like three months. And part of me will be like, that's nothing. What are you talking about? And then I'll be yeah. like, no, that's not normal mm-hmm. as nothing. a kid. I mean, as, yeah. they're a lot younger than we were, but still, but still yeah. like that's traumatic. Yeah. And to, and they only get to talk to her like once a week like we did yeah. and stuff like that. Then I'm like, yeah, I should not be being like, what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's that's hard. Yeah. We work wow, at yeah. Um, an RTC for teens just to give that a oh yeah more president <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You're good. Yeah. yeah yeah well i mean i think it's a hell of a ride but we're glad you're here on the other <laughs> side you. of that that's good yeah. um and yeah. it sounds like you both learned a lot about yourselves oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i came out being like all right this is it yeah i yeah. am gay yeah you know i love that for you yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> But it is a hard time to, you know, come to that, come to terms with that. It was definitely a hard time. Mm -hmm. Grateful for, like, a lot of my best friends. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, you you all went through such a traumatic time in your life together. Trauma bonded. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, I really appreciate you guys coming on yeah, and sharing your story. Absolutely. And it's all really interesting. And since Maddie and I don't have our, our own experiences mm-hmm. with missions yeah. or anything like that, mm-hmm. I think, and especially I feel like all of us had similar, like we all have similar vibe. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of almost mm-hmm. like what we could have been. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, and served. same no. like, back. So it's, yeah. it's it true. not better one way because you just go through all the, the same shit at a, like a different flavor of shit yeah. basically yeah, yeah true <laughs> well but like since you're a good chunk older than us like i'm curious what that experience would have been like because what year would you technically have served a mission around so the mission age changed when i was in college so all my friends left like immediately um <laughs> so that would have been what did it, did it change in 2012 it did Mm. yeah something like I didn't so, care. i wasn't gonna go yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i would i mean i would have been i would have gone out when i was in 2012 yeah because it was like the rules and stuff were a lot stricter yeah before yeah well, and yeah. also in that time because of the like missionary boom mm-hmm. it was incredibly chaotic yeah because yeah, they like, were like opening a ton of missions and yeah. then like babies were training babies yeah and like nobody knew what was going on yeah i was a baby trained a baby and i can't imagine that yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah. by the time that we were missionaries, it had been like stabilized. It was yeah. like back on its normal feet. Yeah. I, it Sounds seemed really horrible. chaotic. But yeah, like, I was the only, me and one of my other friends were the only two that didn't go on missions. So it was just like mm-hmm. suddenly now my whole support system at college is gone. Yeah. And then I yeah. was like, I was like having a breakdown about being the only person not going <laughs> yeah, on a it's mission. Like, why aren't you going? Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. was, and people were just always like, 
you'd be such a great missionary in my whole mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. because I could talk, but it was kind of similar yep. to your one companion where I was like, I don't have a testimony. Like I didn't know that that's what that <laughs> feeling was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, I, the thought of sitting down and talking to someone about the church and why they should join it for even five minutes e- as a missionary or not makes me want to unalive. I can't mm-hmm. like, I literally mm-hmm. don't know how to talk to people about that like i i yeah. i'm like i'm not that good a salesman i can't yeah. i can't do that yeah mm-hmm. so um i think i looked out in that way but then it was like well you're so you're outgoing and you're well spoken yeah, why like, wouldn't you be on a mission right. it just was not my thing yeah so it is interesting to to hear yeah. what could what could have been yeah. <laughs> mm. true i always thought i was going to go when i was like growing up and then i didn't but my mom pressured me for years because for her, her mission was the best thing she ever did because mm-hmm. um, she was engaged to someone, then broke it off, then went on a mission. So for her, it was like, it was like back it was in the great. 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Like 90s, I don't know. 90s, early 90s. Yeah. And you know, at that point, so. it was almost more like female empowerment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is truly. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So it makes sense. But anyway, yeah, I don't think I would have done well. But I did just remember this random weird thing about missions really quick when i lived in riverton my ward would do like little mini missions i can't remember what they would call it but we would all get paired up with a little companion just another young woman in the ward and different families would um, have us over and we had to like prepare a little lesson and it was just the indoctrination that's so weird mm-hmm. yeah they so just like young. yeah just wow. like prepping us how old were you do you think like 16 we did it twice i lived there for like three years so i was like wow 15 16 ish yikes yeah but yeah but they they would do it with like everyone so even Mm. if you were 12 they would do that Mm. good lord yeah i'm really grateful that Mm. like going on a mission was like 100 percent my choice Mm because like i said like my dad didn't serve a mission he wasn't active my mom didn't go but she always is like i went and got like my master's degree and if she didn't have that like we would have been a little fucked when my parents got divorced Mm -hmm. and so yeah it was definitely my choice which i'm grateful for. yeah that's good that's good yeah and my mom it's my choice yeah (laughs) my mom pressuring me didn't help like yeah i was like no the more you pressure me about it the less i want to go so mm-hmm. her little yeah. brother just like had to build up for like years that he's not gonna go on a mission mm-hmm. like he yeah. it took him a long 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 time to tell it's parents, hard they were devastated yeah it did not go over well yeah, yeah my brother like actively put off giving an answer mm-hmm. he was like oh well once i get this thing fixed on my body because that'll just bother me the whole time Mm. so then my parents were like okay let's do it and then he wouldn't and then (laughs) they were like all all these things and always asking him and bringing it up in front of people and like having the missionaries Mm. over and like Mm. trying to convince him that he needed to and then finally they were like either you go on a mission or you move out and then he picked the third option of getting engaged and they were like you still have to leave <laughs> but it was just like a whole fucking thing so there's just just so much pressure it's too much pressure and shame it. and there'd be yeah. like elders in the mtc i'd hear them be like my mom either said i had to go on a mission or go to college so i picked a mission i'm like you clearly don't want to be here yeah, yeah. but oh, yeah there were a, lot a lot of, of families like yeah a lot of families are like i'll pay for your mission but not your college mm-hmm. yeah. like that's my that's what my mom said to me mm-hmm. she was like if you go on a mission We'll pay for it but if you oh it was i went on a trip to russia and i was teaching english there and she was like if you go on a mission we'll pay for it but if you go to russia then you have to pay for it mm. yeah so yeah. my grandparents so I paid on for either it. side paid for my mission and they've never paid for anything else yeah literally ever yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's just it's, 
<laughs> ridiculous. That's so yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for coming and telling your stories. Yeah, it was really great vulnerable. to learn more about both of you and just your experiences with missions the thing we tend to do to close is we have a manifestation of the week it can be a related, related topic to, to missions or yeah. just in general i don't know if either of you would be comfortable doing that if not maddie i can of course do it i think what just kind of like came to mind is like being willing to like look back on your experiences and like see what you need to heal from because i think even mm-hmm. like a lot of active members be like yeah my mission was amazing and yeah. like it's like no you probably still have stuff that you mm-hmm. need to work through yeah so yeah i think just like being gentle with yourself and understanding that like it's okay to have trauma and being willing to work through that yeah i don't know if that's a manifestation no i know i think i think that's like (laughs) yeah i think that's regardless yeah mission or not to yourself (laughs) yeah 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 and then on top of that i mean you talked about the kids that we work with sometimes i think i forget how little we are when we go through hard things yeah you know we were little missionaries when we went through hard things these teenagers are little people and they go through hard things when we're when we're with people even if they're young even if they're not young no matter what they're going through something difficult Mm -hmm. we can give a whole lot more support and love than i think sometimes we allow ourselves to i need to commiserate better you know things like that i want to be on the side of helping people through hard times yeah more compassionate yeah, yeah, totally. No, I, like I love that. I love both of those things. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for having so us. much. This was, um, this was a great episode. As always, follow us at FHE Podcast on Instagram, where we'll post more updates and things like that. But yeah, I know you guys are heading out of here soon. You're moving soon. Yeah, we, um, we are leaving the Wasatch Front. <laughs> Good for you. Like three weeks. Going to <laughs> wow. Seattle. Well, I'm glad we could sneak you in yeah, for you. Yeah, before you absolutely. Left, so. Could not have been more fun. I'm <laughs> not Perfect. excited to hear my voice. On the <laughs> I, I never am. I'm and I have not going to listen to this. <laughs> I don't okay. blame you. It's okay. But we hope everyone that's listening to this had a great time. <laughs> and uh, thanks again to our guests. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.